Hey everybody, I'm Nick McRae, one of your associate pastors here, uh, and it is my honor to bring you a message from God's Word today. First though, I'd, I'd like us to just take a moment to welcome some new members into the life of Treach. It's always a joy uh, to, to welcome new members of our of our Treach family. And so I hope that when you uh, when you inevitably run into them somewhere that you know and see this these new faces that you will you will greet them uh, and welcome them as uh, as part of our family because that's that's what they are. We're all a church family here. Well, friends, as uh, Pastor Karen said at the uh, at the top of the service, we are we're beginning a new worship series this week, and it's called uh, "I'm In," and uh, it's all about um, being all in uh, on on serving our neighbor, serving one another in the name of Jesus Christ. And um, um, many of you will know that my role here at Treach is primarily uh, primarily that I am sort of my ministry area is what is traditionally called missions, right? Um, uh, there's lots of different names it can go by. We call it serving ministry here. Uh, in fact, servant ministry is one of our values, as you may know. But, uh, but missions is kind of what it's traditionally called, this, um, this area. And missions is a really interesting thing. And, and the reason I bring this up is because um, uh, our, our, our series, Serving Others, has everything to do with this. But it's actually a really interesting question. Um, you know, because m this word mission or missions, it's a really common word. I think both within the church and kind of in the secular, uh, you know, this sort of outside world, I think everyone at least has some idea that there's a thing called mission or missions in the church. And we probably have an idea of what that includes, but it's very, been very interesting to me to find that those, uh, those ideas can sometimes be very different and we don't even realize it. You know, many of us, uh, when we say the word mission, we might mean something like, um, right, going into the world to, to, to identify the needs of our neighbors, the practical, physical needs of those, uh, those who are, are hurting or who are in what, whatever other case they may be in, and, and to meet those in Jesus' name, right? So it's about, it's about uh, sort of practical service, going out and, and, um, uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, identifying and meeting those needs. Uh, and for some of us, we would say that's the primary thing we mean when we say mission. For other of us, however, right, it maybe kind of has a different sort of meaning. Uh, some Christians you would ask, okay, what, what is mission? What's the purpose of mission? What does it primarily do? And you might hear something like, mission is all about uh, witnessing to the grace of Jesus Christ, the, the announcing that message of the gospel that, that, that Jesus Christ has come to us, that he has died in our place for our sins and risen from the grave so that we can be uh, reconciled to God and we can have this new life in Christ, um, right? And so, so something about announcing that gospel might be what people say is their primary uh, purpose of, of mission or missions, right? Sort of uh, bringing people into a new faith with Jesus Christ and then and bringing them, incorporating them into the life of the church. So there's uh, kind of these two understandings, uh, at least, of what mission is. And so uh, I think the text we're going to be uh, diving into today is going to address that, that very question, help us, I think, to answer um, what is our mission as Christians? What is it we're supposed to be doing? How are we supposed to be oriented toward, toward others? And how are we supposed to be serving them? What's the best way to do that? The best way that, that uh, sort of in the name of Jesus Christ and sort of following in the model of Jesus Christ, what are we supposed to do? And so let's dive into our text for today. And it comes from uh, the gospel according to Mark in the second chapter. 
And uh, it begins like, well, actually, before we begin the text, just a little bit of context. Um, this is really toward the beginning of, of Mark's, so toward the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And he's been traveling all around Galilee to, um, to, to heal and to cast out demons. In fact, the very, the, uh, the very last thing right before this story, Jesus has just healed uh, a person with, a, with, with leprosy or a terrible skin disease, right? And the message of that healing has kind of gone out everywhere. Everyone's hearing about it. Uh, and so then we arrive at this text. So this is Mark chapter two, beginning in verse one. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? but I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. So friends, I think that this, that this uh, text, uh, there's so much going on here. There's so much that we could, we could learn from this, but I really do think it, it helps us with this question of, of uh, how are we to serve our neighbors? What, what, what is mission supposed to look like uh, for us, right? Is it this one thing? Is it this practical service or is it the other thing? Is it the announcement of the gospel? What are we supposed to do? Uh, and so I wanna walk us through this text a little bit. And I think we're gonna learn a lot. Um, so first up, Right? Jesus has just been healing people uh, out in the world. They've heard about it. And so then we read that they've gathered in, gathered in these large numbers. Right? This is in verse two. So much that there was no room left and he was preaching to them. And then some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. Right? I think we can be inspired by this, by this uh, really amazing act of love by these, by these four guys, right? They, they had such love, such sort of radical love for their friend that they had heard that there was this man who could heal him. And so they did whatever they had to, right? Anything they could think of to get their friend to him. And when they got to the place where he was, right to this house, right? There was, there was, they, they couldn't even get to him. So they, but they, but they sort of, um, rewrote the playbook as it will, as, as it were. And they, uh, and they, they made a way, right? They climbed up on the, on the roof and they, and they, uh, they, they, um, dug through the roof <laughs> to bring him, uh, to Jesus. And so they're, they're sort of, yeah, they're sort of rewriting the, the, the playbook here, going, um, above and beyond, doing, doing radical things uh, to show love to their friend. And friends, this is one of the ways that we can understand what, what our mission is, right? To, uh, to, 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 to love and serve one another in such a way um, that we do everything we can <laughs> uh, for them. 
uh, and, and, uh, and so I think that's something we can learn here. So that, that kind of sounds like it's a tick in the, in the one side or the other, right? This is about right, showing this practical service to, uh, to our neighbors. But we keep reading, right? Uh, beginning in verse five, we see this. When Jesus saw their faith, and there, that's, that's sort of these four guys and the paralyzed man. When he saw these five people's faith, when, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. This is really interesting because uh, it's actually kind of um, not what we expect to read, right? The last thing we read uh, before this was, a, or was a, a story about a healing. So we kind of expect when, when someone brings a, a paralyzed man to Jesus, that the first thing he's gonna say is something like, do you want to be healed? Or son, uh, I heal you. And Jesus does ultimately heal him, right? Does ultimately, um, Give, render this practical service to him. But um, uh, the first thing he says is your sins are forgiven. And it's kind of unexpected, right? So what's that all about? I think there's a couple things going on there. I think one, uh, Jesus shows us that um, uh, in fact, the deepest need for everyone, regardless of our situation in any other way is, is, is for forgiveness. That we've all find ourselves in this place of, of, of needing, needing this forgiveness, uh, this reconciliation to be made uh, at one uh, with God through Jesus Christ and that only Jesus Christ can do that. So this is that announcement of the gospel, right? That announcement of, of the spiritual, um, sort of spiritual needs, meeting the spiritual needs of, of this man. And so what I think we see here, right, it's, Though it's not that just that Jesus only addresses his spiritual condition, right? He does do that. The first thing he does is say, son, your sins are forgiven, but he also heals him. So it's not one or the other. It's not practical service to our neighbors. And it's not just announcing the good news of, of Jesus to bring us into right relationship with God, but, uh, but it's both. Right? Our mission is, is, is to, if we're following in the model of Jesus and the footsteps of Jesus is to do both of these things. I think that's very inspiring. We can be inspired in the way that we serve one another uh, by seeing how Jesus addresses the whole person, right? Because we're not just a collection of physical needs and we're not, we're not just a disembodied soul. In fact, we're, we're whole human beings with, uh, with a soul and, and a body and all kinds of, uh, of needs and desires and, and, and friends. Our mission is to address all of that in the name of Jesus. So let's be inspired to do that. And then uh, finally, we, we, we read on the rest of the story. Right? Teachers of the law were sitting there and they say, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And this is very interesting uh, because right, they're saying, who can forgive sins but God alone? And the answer, of course, is nobody. No one but God can forgive sins. And yet here is Jesus offering forgiveness for sins. And, and the scribes don't quite understand it. They think that he's just someone who's, who's sort of claiming a, a power, a role that's not his own. But what we come to learn as we read through the rest of the gospel of Mark, and we read through all of the, the gospels in the New Testament is that in fact, Jesus is God. And so Jesus does have this authority and that's what he shows in the remainder of, of, of the story by healing. In fact, he uses this healing as a way to, uh, to, to say to them, um, if I have the authority to heal something that you think is impossible uh, and can prove to you through this healing, 
how much more do I have this, this, uh, this ability to, uh, to do something that's invisible, right? To, to, to forgive you your sins. And so, and so yes, he, uh, he, he sort of proves in a way that who he is. Now they don't quite understand it. And so what's really important about this, I think, is you know, we'll often hear, um, I've often heard people say things like, well, you know, Jesus never really considered that, he never really thought that he was God. He never considered, he never said uh, that he was God. Um, and this is a way of sort of, I think, downplaying uh, or misunderstanding who, who Jesus is. But that's only if we don't read this very carefully and we don't understand that when Jesus says, when, when these, these uh, scribes say, only God can forgive sins and then Jesus forgives the sins, right? We make that connection this is in fact God who offers this forgiveness and who renders this practical service, right? Who shows us the way to be in mission with our neighbors. And this can inspire us to have uh, that faith in Jesus and who Jesus is and the authority Jesus has and the, and the, the example that Jesus lived and what Jesus did on our behalf, right? As God to, um, to heal us physically and to heal us spiritually. I think that's the ultimate point of this, this entire episode is that, that um, showing us who Jesus really is, that Jesus is the God of the universe. And so that everything that came before, everything that follows, right, is said with the authority of God. And so we can go forth, we can be inspired to go forth boldly into the world to serve our neighbors, uh, to meet them in their needs, to, to announce the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can do that with authority and with conviction because we do it. Um, with trust in the authority of God, trust in the authority of who Jesus is. And we can have faith in that. And that gives us, that gives us power, that inspires us to serve others. And so friends, that is what I wanted to challenge us to do as we go forward from here today and, and, and through the rest of this worship series and rest, the rest of our lives, in fact, is, to, is to, to trust in that authority of God, the authority to, uh, in which we go out to meet the needs of our neighbors, the authority in which we go out to announce the good news about Jesus, that our sins are forgiven in Him and that in relationship to Him, uh, we have everything we need. So let's go out in that power and in that confidence. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. Jesus, clothe us now in your spirit. Clothe us in your authority, in your, in your holiness. Lord, give us the boldness to, to, to live out the model that you showed us to reach out to those around us, to meet them in their needs, to see the whole person and all their needs, not just their physical needs, but their physical needs, right? Not just their spiritual needs, but also their spiritual needs, to see the whole person and to meet them there in your name and invite them into this life, into this, this way that you showed us. And invite them into this relationship of, of trusting in who you are, what you've promised. In your holy name we pray, amen. Well, friends, once again, we want to thank you for your faithful generosity. You know, it's, it's your generous giving that, uh, that enables us to, to, to do this work, to, to do this ministry, uh, to share the good news about Jesus with others and to meet people in their practical needs. This, this community is able to do that uh, with your 
support in the name of Jesus Christ. And so uh, if you'd like to give now, you can uh, scan the QR code that's on the screen or you can text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. Thank you and God bless.